Hello, my lovelies. This is May Kay Sang, your podcast guesting strategist and mentor, cat lover, and the proud host of the Quiet Rebels podcast. This is the place for experts on the rise who are finally ready to stop playing small and to start showing up as the leader they've always been. And contrary to what you might think, you don't have to be the loudest person in the room in order to be heard. You've always been the type to see things differently, and you've always chosen another pathway if the one laid out in front of you just doesn't align with your way of life. You're not alone in this. So to help you on your journey, I'm bringing conscious conversations to the table with myself and guest experts who will help you with the inner work that needs to be done in order to make a positive impact on the world with what you do. I see you. And now it's time to hear you, my friend. So please welcome to The Quiet Rebellion. You're listening to The Quiet Rebels podcast. And my lovely, this one is a juicy one because we are talking about how you can replace your monthly retainer work with VIP days. Mm -hmm. Pause for dramatic effect. (laughs) Do you know what? At the beginning of July, when I released my newly rebranded website, I was so excited on the day and of course, like leading up to it. But I kid you not, a couple months beforehand, when we were working out all of the details, there was a lot of confrontation that happened. Because in order for your brand to truly reflect who you are, you need to ask yourself the big questions. And one of those questions for me was, where do I see my business in the next few years? In other words, which trajectory are you going for? And it became abundantly clear to me that my retainer services of pitching podcasts for my clients, I just didn't see it. And that was a really hard pill to swallow. But I'll tell you what, it's okay. And the reason why is because I finally made peace with myself that maybe I'm not meant to be the implementer, you know, fulfilling on the work. Maybe I'm meant to be the creator the creator of a system to help others implement. And that was the realization that came to me and it was so liberating. And I don't know, maybe you may be a bit of a creator. Maybe you could be a bit of an implementer or both. I was definitely forcing myself to be an implementer because I was simply meeting the demands of the market. But as I mentioned in a previous episode of mine, that it's one thing to meet the needs of the market, but it's another when you create a new need. And for me, I thought to myself, do you know what? I want to get to a point where my clients actually don't need me anymore. And that's when I really, really went all in on my VIP days. Because the VIP days I offer my clients is where we set up the system. We do all the deep dive work into their story, into their topics of influence, and really being able to communicate that in a brand aligned custom pitch. So by the end of the day, they have complete clarity, and they have a system to implement. Whether it's going to be themselves or their own team following on based on the core pitch that I've written for them, they're going to be set. And my God, does it feel so good to send them on their way knowing that they have everything they need to sustain themselves. And that, my friend, 
is how you can incorporate a VIP day into your work. Now, of course, I totally respect that your business may be different from mine, vice versa, and that's okay. But the fact that you clicked on this episode already tells me that you are thinking of either adding VIP days into your business model, or you want to take the complete leap that I did. (laughs) Because right now, at this season in my business, VIP days are the only way to work with me one-on-one. And the only other capacity to work with me right now is through my signature program called the Sustainable Disability Incubator. And my friends, I am, I'm lost for words because I am ridiculously excited to bring this into existence. And the reason why is because this program is here to help us revolutionize what it means to be visible in the online space today. If the advice that you've been told to put yourself out there has never resonated with you, there's a reason for it. It's because on one hand, while you know you need to be visible, you're actually not ready to be seen. If that connected with you on any level, then you know that there's an element of truth there. And that's okay. Because very rarely in this online space we have, are we given the chance to fully explore and to be guided through that exploration of the unknown. And that's exactly what this program is for. To give you that permission that you've otherwise denied yourself, to do that inner exploration work, to resolve those conflicts that have been stuffed down, to reprogram your mindset for success. And for all of the things you've always put on the back burner, whether it's writing your nurture sequences for your email list or redesigning your packages or raising your prices, all of those things need to happen first before you're ready to be visible. Because if I asked you the question, if a thousand people were to knock on your door tomorrow to work with you, would you know how to handle that volume? If it's a no, then there's still some system work that needs to be done. And only then, when you're ready from a business level and from a psychological soul level, are you ready to amplify. So my friend, if that resonated with you at all and you'd like to learn more about this program, when it opens, who's it for? Is it for you? Then I would love it if you'd pop your name on the VIP notifications list. I'll pop the link in the show notes for this episode so that you can go and check it out. And I'll reach out one-on-one to have this conversation with you. And what's really beautiful is that this idea of this program It was only made possible for me when I had more space in my business. And that space was only possible because I shifted my business model into VIP days. Because I work with only three clients a month, very intensely when it's our VIP day. But in between those spaces, I have so much time to be able to do this deeper work. And to really just free fall into creation. Which is such a beautiful thing. So my friend, you're here because you're interested in replacing your monthly retainers with VIP days, right? Well, let's see what we can do for you in this interview today. So please join me with the wonderful Jordan Gill. 
Hello, my lovely quiet rebels. I am ridiculously, no, not ridiculously, redonkulously excited for my conversation today with the amazing Jordan Gill. And the reason why is because we're talking about a very juicy topic about how to replace your monthly retainers with VIP day model, which is a pretty hidden business model. So we're going to get into all the things, how we can make it happen for you. And it, of course, if it's right for you and just like everything that's involved in and outs. So thank you so much for coming onto the show today, Jordan. Really appreciate you. Yes, I'm so, so, so excited to dive into this topic. It is something that I could talk about all day, every day. So I'm really excited to share with you and your guests, especially because you have an interest in VIP days as well. So I think mm-hmm. it'll be a really fun conversation um, for everyone to listen into. Yes, absolutely. And I think we can just like dip in a little bit of like how we're integrating into our business and stuff because I noticed on your website, you don't actually openly promote it. So like, what? What is all of that about? So we'll get into that too. But before we do, I have to say, I actually knew of you before we met in real life at TCC IRL because back when I was like really like mass researching podcasts, like you bet your honey buns that system save me came up and I was like, Oh, this is really interesting. And then I saw you on stage, like on, you know, the part of this panel at TCC IRL, which is the copywriter club in real life, just in case you guys don't know. And then we got to like me on, on ground level when we're like, we'll buy the snacks. We're hovering by the snacks and water. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's, that's where all the cool kids are. <laughs> yes. With the snacks. Um, so that's actually how I got to know you, but I have to ask you, what did systems save you from? Because you that's your handle everywhere. It's like, you know, systems save you. Systems, I'm like, but what from? So, I love how you geek out on all things systems. So I want to hear about how that journey started for you. Yeah, for me, you know, it's funny. I am a very forgetful person. So if you want to know what systems save me from, it's from literally forgetting basically everything in my life. <laughs> So I think a lot of people are like, oh, Jordan's just so systematic because, and it is how my brain works, but obviously it's for a reason. And for me, it's forgetfulness. Like my brain just does not retain information. That's why I was a terrible test taker and I would try so hard and wouldn't really matter. So I wanted to, in my business and in other people's businesses first, really look at how to build systems so that you could rely on them, which is Mm. for me a lot more reliable than myself. And not because I'm unreliable or ditzy or any of those things, but I just know myself. I know my tendencies. And I know a lot of other people who, especially creatives are like not trying to like hold on to all the details all the time. And so, you know, Sism Saving kind of was, was born from, I used to work for like an online marketing person, I suppose. And, uh, she would help other women, business owners create businesses online. And I started out actually, I have a journalism background. And so I started out creating all of her course content. So I have a content development background, super random. And I would help her. I was basically like the songwriter to her Beyonce. Okay. Like she would, you know, she's the face. I'm just the one in the background with the keyboard. And so that was a really fun job. And she always knew and was like looking at how I always had a system for everything. Like there was a process. There was no like willy nilliness. It was very intentional. She's like, do you just have a process for everything? It's like, yeah, doesn't everybody? No is the answer. (laughs) And so I was like, all right. Like, this is a skill, clearly. And uh, she was like, well, if I, you know, switch you into a different role of like kind of head of operations-ish, where I then am looking at every single area of her business and creating a process and then hiring and and, uh, managing somebody to maintain it. And so that was a really cool opportunity because I'm going from content development, which is like a ton of writing, a ton of research, to then processing every department of her business. And it was so much fun. And the reason that this is very congruent with VIP days, and and you and I have talked about this, is I'm a great creator. I am not a great maintainer. Mm. And so I'm great at creating systems, creating structures, creating. And then if you want me to like, not even follow it, but continuously implement is how I would put it every single month, month after month, 
you would think I'm the worst systems person in the world. And it's not that that is the case. It's because I know that I am... And I think a lot of industries have this creator and maintainer type thing. So like if you're Mm -hmm. a website designer, you may actually be better at creating the vision of the website and the overall branding and stuff like that. You may not be good at the tinkering and the implementing and the, you know, monthly upkeep of a website, right? You can see that in all sorts of different um, industries or, or business practices, and so I did that for, for a little while and again, kind of took like three month projects of like creating the process and hiring and, and bringing on someone to maintain it. And then uh, again, a spiritual thing is, you know, I, for me, it's God, um, but God told me time to go. And I was like, okay, I have no personal Instagram. Nobody knows who I am because again, I'm the songwriter to the Beyonce, my face, all those things are not attached. <laughs> and so I was like, I have no business idea also. Like I was just like super thrown off. And it's like, well, uh, again, if you don't obey those gut reactions or those thoughts, then it's going to be a problem. And so I decided to put in six weeks notice. And within those six weeks, I was able to secure around $12,000 a month recurring. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about crunch time. Like I was so ready to like go live in a creepy dentist basement and like ramen for the rest of my life. I was just like, I'm gonna do the hardcore entrepreneur thing and like figure this out and be broke and it's fine. And uh there was just another plan because again, if if you follow that gut reaction, that that mindset or or whatnot, or mind thoughts, then it's going to pay off. Like there's a reason that you're getting that inkling. It's not so that you can go down a terrible road. It's because there is something on the other side waiting for you if you just listen and do it. So during those six weeks and people are like, what in the heck? Uh, and people are like, I took like a year, three years to leave my job and you did six weeks. Like I can't even imagine. Granted, I was a single person. I recognize that. So I wasn't having to you know, feed babies and stuff. And it was more about the connections and networking that I had actually done uh, during my, my two years with uh, that company. And because I would go to different like online marketing events and stuff like that. And I never had to sell anything or I wasn't looking for clients because I was in a job. So I went to some of the people I'd met at some of those events and just went like, Hey, I want to help people with systems. Do you know anyone that needs help with systems? Like that literally was basically the extent of my... <laughs> terrible pitch. Uh, and, and people were like, yeah, totally. Like here's some people. And so I got tossed some referrals and that's how I got started. And it was an awesome experience. And five months later, I wanted to burn down my entire business. So, <laughs> <laughs> so again, sometimes what serves you in one season, very short season doesn't serve you anymore. And that was because, yeah. you know, the people I was working for, they all were seven figure business owners and they all had these big six-figure launches that were just super stressful as a systems person. And they all launched September 2016 at the, like three out of the four of them. And I was just like, this is not how I see my life going. Like this is for insane people. Even going through one like expected six-figure launch revenue going through three of them is like a whole nother ball game. And so I let go of two clients immediately after that in October and was just like, how much do I actually need to live? And so when you have to make a shift, like, okay, I'm making five figures a month fairly easily in the sense of like it's monthly recurring, but mentally it is like not the business like you want to shift your business model and you're just like, either I'm going to burn down my business and go work at Starbucks, which is like always my go-to whenever, you know, Me you're just like, whatever, <laughs> like bump work. I'm going to go work at Starbucks. It's fine. You know, it's, it's those moments where your back is against the wall and you're having to really shift something big in order to have what you want, which is ideal. Then it's like, okay, what is that thing? Right. Then it's like this whole what's next conversation, which is like, it's never my favorite conversation, to be honest. Um, like I just, I don't like ambiguous uh, spaces. And so for me, it was like, all right, I need to think of what that next thing is. And I had a sales coach at the time that I 
was transitioning to. And because I knew I wanted to get better at sales in general and she had like a VIP day offering. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. And it was an awesome experience. And then I was like, I wonder if I could do a VIP day for system stuff. Like Mm. hadn't seen it out there, but was like, I'm going to try it because I'm kind of a trailblazer. Like, you know, I'm totally okay with doing stuff that hasn't been tried before. We've talked about this. And so I basically at that point was like, well, I'm going to try systems VIP days. And the funny thing too about price that I find a lot of people are like, what's the formula that I can plug in that like, you know, makes it so it's the right price. And mm. I put that in quotation Quote marks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, there is no like full magical calculator of pricing. And if somebody does, then they would be making bajillions of dollars on the pricing calculator. However, there's no price that's like, this is the absolute right price that you're going to get hundreds of thousands of clients and be a bajillionaire. So I was just like asked by my sales coach, how much would you want to make? Just throw a number out there. And I was like, I mean, like $3,000. She's like, great. So you're going to sell this four hour intensive for $3,000. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> like, and because we put so much meaning on things, right? Like yes. the words $3,000 for hours have zero meaning until they're put into your own lens and your own context. And so, you know, and what my context was, my like monthly retainer was 10 hours a week, which is 40 hours a month for $3,500. So I'm going mm. from 40 hours a month for $3,500 to four hours for $3,000. And it, like, <laughs> so the context was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to walk around my house like a crazy person saying it because when it first came out of my mouth, like it sounded bad. Like it sounded like I don't trust myself. It sounded like I'm not confident. And so I would walk around my house saying, I charge $3,000 for four hours. I charge $3,000 for four hours, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, until it felt comfortable enough. So, you know, it's, and then from there, you know, I've had uh, dips and all of that stuff as far as like, I think the, I started doing intensives in December of, of 2016. And then in February, I had no new intensives, had a panic attack. And was just like, this is a terrible idea. This is why nobody does system VIP days. Like, you know, it doesn't work. And if you are looking for confirmation on something, you'll find it. So I was looking for like the other shoe to drop and it dropped in February of just like, you have no more clients. And I was like, okay, I can either like push through this month. That's really tough. And say like, I truly believe that this is the business model for me. Or again, I can go quit and work at Starbucks. So I decided to push through it. And from there, like it has been sustained since early 2017. So, you know, there's a lot to unpack there and and all of that stuff. But I also just want folks to realize that sometimes the right thing in your business may not look right in the first month, three months, four, six months, whatever. And sometimes you have to push through that uncomfortability or uncertainty to really unleash or realize or experience the full potential of Mm -hmm. that decision, whether it's business model or, or whatever the case may be. And that, that's something that I hope that you take away from, from my story is just the perfect plan for your business normally is not the easiest. Mm -hmm. And so if you're just looking for easy street, yellow brick road, one, probably don't get into business. <laughs> but two, <laughs> that's not what business is about. It's about taking problems and solving them. And it's whether that's a target client problem, whether that's a problem of, you know, your Facebook ads aren't working, whether it's a problem of whatever, like really you're just in the business of solving problems. Uh, and so if that is uncomfortable for you, if you don't like doing that, that's going to be a really hard road for you. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And I can totally speak to that, that some of the best things in business have just been the ones that you push through, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how insecure, unstable it feels at that moment in time, they actually pretty much turn out to be the best of times. I think, I I can't think of a situation actually when it didn't pan out. So (laughs) it's all about resilience, folks. Okay, cool. It is. So 
I love that you've like really gone all in on this VIP day model. So I'd love for you to speak about like who can build it because maybe there are some businesses that actually won't benefit from this model. So could you kind of like share uh, the pros and cons of VIP days? Like I'm raising my hand here. Like my business model is shifting now. I've actually discontinued the service already at the time of this recording, moving forward, that, you know, there are no pitch for you services when it comes to podcast guesting with me. I have VIP strategy days instead. So I'm already moving. (laughs) (laughs) You're already involved. (laughs) So it it took a moment though to get there. So I'd love to hear from, you know, from your experience, Jordan, like teaching people about VIP days, like who is this actually for? Yeah. Who this is like a hundred percent for is people, service providers specifically, I would say, who are burned out from monthly retainers. Like Mm -hmm. if that is you, ding, 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 go and do this other business model. Because if you continuously do monthly retainers and you're already feeling the heat of not having enough time and feeling like your cash flow and your calendar don't match the life that you want, it's not going to get better with monthly retainers, I hate to say. So I would say that is like the primo audience or who I think this is really the best fit for. I would say secondarily, secondarily, it would be kind of course creator types and whatnot, because really if you've created a course, that means you already have like a framework in which that you Mm -hmm. are helping people with. And so you can literally just move that same framework up to a VIP day for somebody who wants the results faster. So maybe you have like a a course about website design, like how to build a simple website. You can literally, I know several people who build websites in a day. And so then you just literally move it up to a VIP day and have that same exact framework and get it done in a day. And it can be, VIP days can be done with you or done for you. It just kind of depends what what your preference is. Uh, I do done with you because my clients like it to feel like kind of a co-working session. Yeah. And, uh, but who I would say it's, I haven't seen the best way of executing this is for like physical product people. Yeah. Mainly because this is like a one-on-one more services oriented or strategy oriented business offer. And if you're going to do like, if you're a jeweler and you want to do a VIP day of somebody like making jewelry with them or for them or whatever, I think that's less of a, it's not that I like, I'm saying it wouldn't work. I just haven't seen confirmation of it working or being positioned in that way. So I've seen people do small workshops and like how to make your own jewelry or stuff like that instead of selling your jewelry. However, it's, it just isn't in the same exact lane that VIP days and intensives are generally structured as. So I would say those are kind of like the primary, secondary, and then like who I haven't seen it work for or be an actual offering for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for somebody, okay, let's just clarify as well, because I think VIP days can often feel like it has to be an in-person experience, but I know you specialize in virtual VIP days, but I also know that you've done in real life ones too. So <laughs> yeah. let, let's talk about that as well. I mean, um, obviously with COVID at the time of this recording, probably via, uh, virtual VIP day is going to be the best, but um, I'd love to hear your experience of like running an in-person one compared to a an online version. Yeah. So I do or have done uh, virt- or virtual VIP days and then I do in-person VIP weekends. And the, the gist of that is, and the power within VIP days is that it's in a container in which people are, I don't want to say they can't escape, but like the virtual VIP day, we're on a call and like, this is the time that you have reserved and there's no wiggle room about like what we're doing and how we're doing it. When you stretch out and why monthly retainers or even like eight week packages or three month packages are still, still have the same feeling and issues that a monthly retainer has is because you're allowing your client to have control over the time. If they are like, oh, I didn't get this to you. Let's push the project back a month or you're chasing invoices or all of a sudden they have an idea in the shower and they don't even want to do what you're doing anymore. They want to scrap it and start this other thing. That doesn't happen with VIP <laughs> day and, and uh, VIP weekends because even in the VIP weekend, they're normally coming to Dallas. I've traveled to three different clients um, 
for kind of uh, extending circumstances. A lot of it is because they work on desktops and not laptops, which is really fun. The difference between the day and the weekend is again, like they are in my container, which is in Dallas, meaning that they're in like a cool hotel, all that stuff, but they're in my container and they aren't going to, that doesn't say that they don't come up with ideas or things that they're thinking about during the weekend, which means that they're staying for two nights. However, they're in a different element. And so not their normal day-to-day stuff is going to affect our container that we have for the weekend. So the difference between my day and my weekend is the day is one full process, um, a client management process that we do from start to finish. And then the VIP weekend is not only your client management process, but also you know your onboarding and management of your team. It is your editorial process. It's additional processes on top of that. And it's honestly a lot of mindset work. I, I work with people who have teams. And I also, because I'm a systems person, I actually, I would say... 90 to 95% of the people I work with have a systems person on their team. And a lot of people think that that's a competing situation. But again, what we talked about earlier about creating and maintaining, I am the creator and you have a VA, OBM, project manager, whatever as the maintainer. Mm. That's great because then my work is going to be maintained. It's not me relying on the business owner to all of a sudden, again, shift how they operate to follow my system. It's really this operations person who already wants a plan, they're like, fantastic. Somebody's going to create the system for me to follow. I'm so excited about this. And so it's a really cool... I mean, people have have brought their team members too um, to Dallas, but like thinking about all of the objections that you could overcome by building your VIP day to actually support those objections. Like one objection could be, well, I already have a systems person on my team. Like, can't she just build it for me? And that's when I educate about creators and maintainers. And they're like, that's actually super true because of X, Y, Z. And they, they remember times where they tried to have somebody on their team create and it just didn't work. And so that's one way that I've built that objection into my uh, offering. And another objection could be, you know, well, I just don't have the time. And you know, I've done some NLP training. So a lot of it is a little bit of like, uh, coaching. However, what I would say to that is the difference between doing it in one day or signing up for somebody for six to eight weeks is time. Like, so if you want to go with somebody else who is cheaper, which is fine, cheaper to go for the six to eight week person. However, you're going to have back and forth emails. If I say back and forth emails, that automatically tells them tells like, them up. <laughs> I'm like, oh gosh, no, I don't want that. Like, can we just do a day? Fantastic. And let's make it happen. Right. <laughs> and so I build those into how I structure my offering. So that way it's a very, very easy. Yes. If they, you know, are the right targeted client and I can help them with what I do. And if they do prefer a six to eight week, or I think that a six to eight week would be better for them. I know people who can do the exact same thing as me in six to eight weeks. I'm not opposed to being a referral partner to other people who are close in work to what I do. And so again, I I have a very abundant mindset about Mm. the work that I do. And I'm not threatened that other people are doing the exact same thing that I'm doing for less, for more, for the same. It doesn't matter. Um, I, I don't get wrapped up in all of that stuff, but I am aware of my competition and quotations or people who do things that are similar to me. So at one referral partnerships and two, I can have an educated sales conversation with them because I know what else is out there and why my services are best for this type of person specifically. I love that you said that because literally after this interview today, I'm speaking with someone who I want to be or someone I can refer to, to do the maintenance work because I actually, I don't have anybody that I can actually refer my work to. And it's like, I need people. I really do. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. So love the mindset around that. So that's the difference between virtual and in-person VIP days and the container systems. I love, I feel like it's a key word here. Like mention back and forth emails. (laughs) 
<laughs> literally take that line and run with it y'all yeah take it and run yeah because it's important it um is. but i do want to address something um for somebody who's probably thinking of integrating vip days or swapping their entire model to vip days and no longer taking containers that's where i'm going but for me personally i can feel this sense of guilt around letting go of the retainer work letting go of the maintenance work because the way that I feel about it is kind of like oh but does that mean I'm just like that I don't want to support my clients long term so I'm just really curious to hear um, from you as somebody who actually teaches um, people to create VIP um, the you know integrating the VIP day model how to kind of like reframe that and how it actually is a service for us to do a VIP day as opposed to retainer work. So please tell us, what, what do you yeah, think about that? <laughs> absolutely. I think there's not only one way to serve people. Mm. So just because monthly retainers do serve people and there are people who do need a monthly retainer, there are also people who need a virtual VIP day. And I think that just because you're moving forward in another direction doesn't make the other direction bad or doesn't make the new direction unsupportive. And so I would encourage you, if you are feeling like guilt around the type of service that you can offer, I think the reason people have that guilt is they're so stuck about time. So they see four hours, like say it's four hours for a VIP day, four hours, versus 40 hours a month or 60 hours a month or 80 hours a month or whatever, however long. And they're like, I don't understand how the four hours of my time is more in service than 80 hours of time. Mm. I will give an example. So wedding dress shopping. We'll go there. <laughs> okay. Is it more in service for my tailor? If I am in a rush and maybe I'm getting married super soon, is it more in service for her to be able to do that in 80 hours? Or is that more in service for her to do it in four? Four. <laughs> yeah, four. Get it to me now. I need my wedding dress. I'm getting married. <laughs> Hurry up. Right? So it's, it's that simple of a shift in the sense that the amount of hours is semi-irrelevant in the sense of, we, we again, in, in America especially, but in a lot of countries, this whole more is better scenario when truly like VIP day clients, less is more. They don't want to spend a bunch of time on this stuff. Um, and they're coming to you as an expert because they don't want to spend time doing it, right? They're wanting to hire somebody else. So they're more concerned about, are you able to get me from A to B or A to C or A to F than they are? How long are you going to be taking to, to do this? And, you know, that sort of, of conversation. And, and so it's a shift of recognizing also too, that those four hours are very different than those 80 hours or 40 hours. Those four hours are both a lot of times strategy and implementation. Even if you were doing a strategy type, like if you're doing like launch strategy or business strategy or whatever, where I always encourage people on the implementation side is not that you go and, you know, build them a business. However, if you're doing a launch strategy and they're coming to you for that, they most likely are not great at setting up X strategy in a project management software. And so your implementation can simply be putting the launch strategy in the project management software with all the dates and everything. So all they got to do is wake up every day, follow the dots, check them off and move on. Right. And so like your implementation could be that simple. It does not have to be, you know, I build out full systems I'm choosing to do that work that way. You know, if you want to build a full website, great, whatever the case may be. So the clear role is to manage expectations. Mm -hmm. And so again, if somebody does need somebody monthly, I am okay with letting that person go. And I mm -hmm. have several names to recommend them to. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people like shifting to the mindset that it's okay for this person not to buy my thing, it's a kerfluffle. Like it honestly is like thinking about well, who am I to say that this person shouldn't hire me? Like everybody should hire me. Like I want to make money in my business. So how, why would you send people away? That is a very lack mindset. That is yeah. a very uh, disempowering position to be in. 
And frankly, I'm not interested in just taking people's money to take people's money because you're going to get crazy clients who are not going to honor your boundaries and it's not going to be a good experience. And like knowing who all y'all are as listeners, I know that you care about taking care of your clients and having a great experience and having a level of excellence in what you do. So if that is true, that also means that you should want your clients to mirror that regardless of if their money is still green, which it is. So like we want to have great VIP days and client experiences. And so taking the shift from, I feel guilty giving somebody less hours. It's actually, I feel empowered that I'm not wasting their time or I'm not spending extra time on something that they can get a quicker result from. Right. And so if you believe you can do what you do in the four hours, then by gosh, golly, do it in the four hours and people. And, um, I like to use this example too. I'm a very like, uh, analogy fan. Oh, me too. Is, you know, if you've ever flown anywhere and you've waited in the treacherous security line, (laughs) which is free. You can stand there, go through the line, got to take your shoes off, got to take the toiletries out, got to take your laptop out, whatever. And all of a sudden everybody's foot fungi are on the floor and now it's on you and like gross. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Had to paint the picture guys. I had to go there. And then there's this other line called the TSA pre-check line. And that line you can pay, I think it's like $80 for five years, like totally cool. no brainer where you can skip that line. And there's a whole separate section. Maybe you've seen the signs, maybe you haven't. And it's faster because less people have paid the $80. And so you zip to the line. I don't have to take my shoes off. I don't have to take my toiletries out. I don't have to take my laptop out. I literally put my bag on the stretcher thing. I walk through and then I get my bag and I move on. Security takes five minutes. This means I can not have to be at the airport waiting for a long time. Or this means that, you know, I can work on more stuff because I can go to the, the airport on, at a later time. So you're not wanting to appease the, the 80 to 90% of the free security line who are just looking for what they deem to be like, I have all the time in the world. We're not trying to talk to those people. We're talking to the people who are like, get me through this. I do not want a painful experience. I want a clear, clean experience. And they are willing to pay, you know, $80 for five years isn't like, you know, drastic, but clearly 80 to 90% of people are unwilling, potentially unknowing, but unwilling to pay $80 to skip the security line and keep their shoes on. Right. So we're not talking to the majority. We're talking to the minority of people who value their time more than their money. They value, I want to take less time with this. So let's get the quickest result that we can. And I'm willing to pay for that. Okay. First of all, I had no idea that there was such a line now that I'm aware of it. (laughs) I know so many people still don't know. I will send you the link after this. (laughs) Please It's so important. Yes. So, so important. And actually, I had a realization as you were speaking as well. It, it happens quite a lot in these interviews. I'm like, oh, you really taught me something just now. So you really helped me to reframe that guilt and actually how I am saving people time because after my VIP days, my clients are absolutely clear on how to tell their story and how they can share the topics of influence in a pitch that I've written for them. And they can be, they can pretty much be like ready to go after that day as opposed to my past retainer process where it would take two or three weeks to even get that information out. And then, you know, we'll probably be at the fourth or fifth week when we start pitching. And I realized that not everybody has that time. It really depends on where they want to go. So I feel good now. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. You're served. That works. Served right there. I love that. Okay. So now I want to get into the kind of like the nitty gritty stuff of the the VIP days themselves. So I want for people to know what the difference is between an asset and deliverable. I learned this in your virtual VIP bootcamp, which I will link in the show notes because guys, you need to get it. (laughs) But seriously, um, because it's not a retainer, you know, there's a lot that we don't do after the VIP day. So kind of like, how do we set them up with the best experience possible 
and best know-how, best deliverables possible so they can actually implement themselves moving forward or to have their team to implement what you've created moving forward. What does that look like? And what's the difference between the asset and deliverable? Yeah, absolutely. So (laughs) this is a funny shift too, because people are like, I don't understand how, because my VIP day work questionnaire is about 45 minutes to an hour for somebody to complete. And I have tons, even the clients that I work with for VIP days are like, I give my clients a questionnaire that's like five questions and they refuse to do it. Like it's five questions. Like, do I only need to send three questions? And I'm like, no, like that's not the answer. Like, okay. Uh, And so the reason that I'm able to get my clients to not only fill out my questionnaire, but then even ask me, I've had several clients ask me, is that all you need? Are you sure you don't need some more stuff? Like all of that is because I manage their expectations. Mm -hmm. So what that comes down to is the assets and deliverables and stuff. When you are creating and structuring your VIP day, you need to look at what assets you need to create in order to speed up your process, right? Because if you're taking it from a course up to a VIP day, or even if you're taking it from a monthly retainer to a VIP day, you need to speed up the process, obviously, because you have less time to, to implement it. So we have to create assets whether that is, you know, a canned email copy, whether that is templated website uh, sections or whatever the case may be to speed up your process. What you also need to think about is the questions that you need prior to working with somebody in order to do any sort of prep work or look into, you know, for me, it's like, okay, integration, stuff like that. Um, I need to know what software they, they're using, et cetera. And for all the different elements of their business, so I can get a full picture of their back end, you need to ask certain questions for all of that. And so I have kind of this like rainbow rule of, of pre-work questionnaires where the more colors the rainbow you have, like the better your questionnaire is going to be. And so <laughs> I, it's important to know what questions are going to be able to, again, also speed up the process of your intensive. And then you have your deliverables, which your deliverables are after your VIP day, how can you set up your client for success? So maybe that is tutorials on what they just learned from you. Maybe that is, you know, a next steps page of referrals of people that you recommend for them to have this maintained. Uh, This could be tracking, you know, bases. This could be a lot of different uh, types of deliverables, but this will allow you to have an extended influence on how they use what it is that you've created for them. And so again, assets, questions, and deliverables, those are things that you need to really think about when structuring your intensive. So that way it's set up for the most success as possible. And again, that pre-work questionnaire it is so funny because, you know, other people, when they're doing stuff, they'll always give me feedback. And they're like, I can't believe that my <laughs> clients are taking like 40 minutes, an hour, hour and a half to do this pre-work questionnaire when I couldn't get people to send me five questions before. And also on top of that, when you're doing your sales conversation, you're doing, you're sending contracts, getting payment. I tell them at every point of the juncture, I just want to let you know that I have a questionnaire that's 45 minutes to an hour long, it is going to exponentially benefit us because we only got four hours together. And so how those four hours go is directly correlated to how much information you give me in the questionnaire, right? So it's directly tied and they're like, that totally makes sense. And they're like, I want to make the most of her four hours. Okay. Like I'm going to, you know, make sure that I have all my answers and all the things that she needs. And it's a complete shift from when you're doing monthly retainers. And I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty far removed from monthly retainers, but I do remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I encourage you to, again, on your sales call, you know, for when you send the contract, when you get the payment, all of that stuff to inc- let them know that that is coming. And actually, a, a gal I know, Krista Miller, she does development VIP days. And so she helps with website development for a day. And what she does is she will send a Starbucks gift card, like it's like a $10 Starbucks gift card to say like, Hey, when you're filling out the questionnaire, I know it's going to, it's all going to be a lot because website development, I want to like hit my head up against the wall with, but she's like, I know this is going to be semi painful for you. However, go and get yourself a, you know, a Starbucks coffee or tea and, you know, just to make it a little bit easier for you. And I'm like, you know what? I will go get myself a Starbucks <laughs> coffee and I will fill out your questionnaire. And it's silly, the shifts, you know, that, that 
can happen with such small gestures. And that's how you can also create those little moments of surprise and delight of a full experience of a VIP day is a little Starbucks gift card here. Um, I pay for my clients' lunches. I now have six-hour VIP days, but I now, I pay for my clients' lunches. And because it's virtual, like I figure out if they have DoorDash or Postmates or whatever the case may be, and they let me know their lunch order and their address, and we pre-schedule to have lunch sent to them, right? And afterwards, you can send a client gift or whatever the case may be. So it doesn't have to feel super virtual or like whatever, you can still create experiences when you both are in the comfort of your own home, which is really fun and cool. Well, first of all, when you mentioned the Starbucks gift card, I immediately started imagining up like this awesome mocha frap with like extra cream and sprinkles. <laughs> like, send me a gift card. I want my mocha frap. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I love that idea of ordering lunch for them. I'm already thinking of like how to surprise and delight and actually you heard it from me first, Jordan, because like, I actually haven't shared this with my clients, but because my work is all about podcast guesting, um, for my VIP day clients, I'm actually going to be sending them a microphone in the post because uh, actually many That's of so them adorable. don't have the microphones. Um, and I'm like, you're about yep. to guest on podcast. Audio is kind of important. So <laughs> I mean, of course, it will depend on whether they have a microphone already, but I think that'd be really lovely. Just kind of, hey, amplify your voice now let this be a representation of that so i love this idea i love this idea just surprising and delighting so i think that pretty much covers um there's a question i was going to ask you about how to create a wow experience i also want to get into like i don't take up too much of your time but you know a little bit about timing and pricing as well but you mentioned the wow experience those are like the little things that you shared um, those things put big impact the starbucks card the lunch and any after gift but the actual delivery of the VIP day itself. I mean, how do you go about making that super wow experience too? It's knowing where your clients are coming from. And I know the majority of my clients have actually tried hiring somebody else before me. And so the wow experience for them is the pure fact that we're co-working. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of people will hire a systems person. The systems person will go into their lair do what they do, <laughs> come back and be like, here it is. And then the person's like, What'd I don't do? know what to do with this. <laughs> I like actually have no idea what just happened. And so that type of offering doesn't work for everybody. And so the intentionality of my VIP day and of us being on the call together, are they doing stuff the entire time? No, like half the time we're talking about, you know, dogs and travel and whatever else while I'm doing like systems integration stuff. And it, they're watching, they're listening, and they're soaking up, but also that allows for them to go back and look at, okay, here's the actual like process. And I can, you know, timestamp it so that you know where to look when you want to go back and, and do what, change things or whatever the case may be, or duplicate what I did. And that gives them such a peace of mind. And when you experience peace of mind, it is the most refreshing experience ever. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about wow experience, yes, like gifts are fun and like whatever else gifts are my lowest love language, but I will still receive them uh, with joy. (laughs) Uh, But I, I think that the clarity that you spoke about peace of mind, those sorts of things, that's really what my clients are buying. Yes. They're buying like a tactical system. However, the intangible outcome is peace of mind knowing that something is working in their business to benefit them, to give them back more time or give them them and their team uh, back more time. And so when you're thinking of the wow experience, I, I love to talk about like the razzle dazzle stuff. And I also want to emphasize that my VIP day, the power of it is in the simplicity because I think, you know, it's like that Coco Chanel a quote that's like, whatever, put on all your accessories. And then before you walk out the door, take one off. Like it's a lot of people are like, I'm gonna have the most beautiful proposals and there's images and videos and unicorns writing, you know, through the page. And I have a very simple contract. I have a very simple questionnaire, like as far as, you know, design and all of that stuff, it is clarity. It is not this, it doesn't need to be this Disney world version. It needs to be clear. And so the wow experience is in clarity because 
Other people have experienced, we probably all have experienced a cray cray client onboarding experience where it wasn't clear. They had pretty images, I'm sure, and all that stuff. But like, what are you really saying right now? And if that is the experience, the pretty pictures don't matter. The pretty fonts, the unicorns, it doesn't matter. And so I want to encourage you to go as simple and as clear as possible. Um, That's also in the naming of your intensive. So if you're trying to be super cutesy with your intensive name, that also I've seen be a conversion killer because people are like, I don't know what that even means. Like, and like mine literally is just called VIP day. And again, like, like you said, I don't have it on my website. I don't have it anywhere. Like you can't just join the club and start a VIP day with me. It's funny because it was intentional at first. Well, not that it wasn't, wasn't intentional at first, but it was something that I was just like, I didn't even think to like put it on my whatever work with me page. I had like a one page website for like years, you guys, where it was a coming soon page. And then by coming soon, I meant like whenever I felt like I was going to do a website, there was no like actual date of me creating a website. And so I didn't even think to have a page, honestly. So I would just get on sales calls with people through referral partners or guest podcasting is a huge, huge, huge um, way for me to get clients to come to me. And they would just come into my DMs and they just want to have conversations. Again, VIP day clients are are not going to go through a lot of like the traditional ways of selling because they tend to want to build a relationship with you. They just want to talk with you, get on the phone, see if it's a fit and then move on with their lives. Mm -hmm. So instead of having all of these different hoops and stuff, you know, I have my clients create like really simple qualifying questionnaires where it's like, three to five questions that then allow you to also know if they're going to be a good fit to get on the phone with, because you don't want to just get on the phone with anybody. Yeah. So that to say, like, it's really in the simplicity of your process and the clarity of your process that you can create a wow experience. Mm. Oh, thank goodness. We don't have to have the bells and whistles. (laughs) I just, there's so much emphasis on kind of, um, the whole experience and sometimes we feel like we need to kind of stuff it with with things in order to make it a well but just streamline simple it's all good okay yep. permission granted yep. <laughs> yeah. exactly exactly <sighs> okay so this is backtracking quite a bit but when you were re- replacing your retainers with these vip days and you had to kind of pace around the house and say like three thousand dollars three thousand dollars so just kind of like curious for somebody who is just thinking about adding VIP days, should they have the pricing on their website or should they make it custom or should like, where should they start with the actual pricing? I know like for me personally, like my mentors have taught me reverse engineer your monthly revenue goals and how much are you physically, you know, capable. I think of your capacity because I know you thrive on, was it three day work weeks, which is like the dream. So (laughs) that's how you do it. VIP days. But (laughs) but, um, so like for you, so your coach, you said, I mentioned 3000, but like, how did you really start to own that figure? I think that, you know, your confidence comes from courage. And somebody else said that. That was not me. I don't know who to attribute <laughs> it to. But when I heard it, I was like, that's so accurate. Like your confidence doesn't come from you thinking about it. Your confidence doesn't come from your pretty post-it, you know, things around your your house. It comes from doing it and, and building up the courage to actually do it. So I think that you know, again, I walked around as much as I could saying $3,000 before hours. And that's kind of the same, even though I'm, I'm saying it to nobody, it still builds up at least the confidence in my voice for when I'm going to go out there and do the dang thing. So the longer you, I've seen a correlation actually in the business offerings I've created and the business offerings that have been successful, there's a direct correlation in the amount of time I spend in the creation phase to how successful it is. The less time I spend on something, the more successful it tends to be. Uh, There's a little bit of like wiggle room in there, but literally, you know, I think that we want to prepare so badly. I'm an Enneagram one. So shout out to all of us perfectionists over here. (laughs) And we we just want to make it perfect before we get it out there. And the perfection happens when you 
put it out there. Like it's not going to be perfect until you get feedback. You're not, and perfect doesn't exist also, but you're not going to get the refinement that you want of your offering until you actually go out there and have people say yes or say no. And then you can refine from there. And, you know, I've launched, I think it's now 27 different offers. That's not how many times I've launched. That's the number of products I've launched. I've launched multiple of those multiple times. And whether it was agencies or memberships or small bites, large bites, medium bites, masterminds, I've done it all. Everything works, one. And two, it, it has to do with really like being comfortable with uncertainty and being comfortable with like, I may fail. And like, that's not the worst case scenario. And I think that again, from a mindset perspective, I see launching or putting something new out there as an opportunity for feedback and less a, like, this has to work like desperation move. Because when we come out of desperation, good gracious, like you are strangling. Like I, when I hear desperation in people's voices, I literally picture somebody like strangling somebody like, because Mm -hmm. you're strangling this business offering from being able to fully flourish because you are so, you are just holding on so tightly to this even being possible that like, it's not going to operate in the way you want because you are clinging to it so tightly instead of being like, this is an opportunity for feedback. And yes, we like feedback in the form of money. There's a whole lot of different currencies of feedback and all of them are valid and all of them are helpful. And so that's how I kind of make that shift or that difference of, okay, you know, how do I become more confident? It's actually through the doing that you become more confident. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm always, always, always refining and just being okay with things not being perfect because that leaves no room for improvement otherwise. And I, I've actually never launched the same thing twice. And what I mean by that is not that I keep changing my mind is that it evolves so much that it seems like it's like, it's got nothing on the previous version. (laughs) So it's like, or rather, no, it's the other way around. Like the previous version has nothing on the new one because right. yeah, it's evolved so much. So it's just like, Hey guys, I, I literally mean it when I'm not sure if it if this will come in this capacity again, because I change it so much based on the fact that I've tried something new and I've gotten yeah. feedback and I'm just like open to like really digging deep into where people struggle. So yeah, just permission to try. That's all we can do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ah, okay. So this has been such an awesome conversation and I can imagine that you like, to be honest, if it wasn't for like these, uh, this quote unquote, um, time cap on these interviews where it's normally like around an hour, I, I can like sit and listen to you all day long about systems and <laughs> VIP days because I want to, I still want to geek out in the green room, <laughs> like after we stop recording on this, but obviously you shared so much like knowledge bombs and some wisdom gems as well about how we can think about it. Like for people who just aren't ready to do the entire flip, but just even think about getting started with VIP days. Um, I would love for them to, um, you know, make that small investment into your VIP virtual boot camp or no is it virtual vip boot camp tell me yeah. the name i will link it because guys I t- i've taken this myself and i've i've already like learned about vip days before this but it's just like jordan just like teaches it in a completely different way and i love how streamlined it is so i just want everyone to know about it so where can we go to find that and to connect with you jordan <laughs> yes absolutely so yeah it's virtual vip day boot camp again you know, some of my naming conventions, it doesn't, it's not the most beautiful. However, it's very straight to the point. So that is like a 60 minute workshop where I share with you, like, again, I talk about assets, deliverables. I talk about the structuring. I talk about the selling, all of that sort of stuff. And, um, so yeah, we'll have the link in the show notes and then other places is 
I'm a big Instagrammer. Uh, I love, love, love Instagram. And so if you come and DM me and say that you listened, I'll be so, so thrilled uh, to say hello and to chat back and forth about things. And uh, I, I would say that's probably the best place, but you can go to my website, which is just System Saved Me. Uh, and my Instagram handle is at System Saved Me. You can find me anywhere at System Saved Me, but if you actually want me to like respond, uh, Instagram would probably be the best place. Yes. And she does great uh, IGTVs as well. I always learn so much from them, even though I don't always tell you, but I do. Uh, (laughs) And now guys, we all know what system saved her from. So that's just going to be like a little insider thing. (laughs) So that is pretty awesome. So I'll link everywhere where we can find you, including your bootcamp. And so I want to ask you this. So so if my listeners are recurring quiet rebel, then they know what's about to happen next. But just in case this is their first time being here and they've gotten to this point in the interview, first of all, kudos to you. Love you so much. Um, (laughs) When you hear the sound, it means it's time for a fact of the day, which is when I get to ask my amazing guest, what is one weird fact or a fun story about you that no one else really knows and we can't easily find it online? That's the key. So what's something only us quiet rebels can know about you, Jordan? So uh, a fun little quirk about me is actually how I chose the university that I went to. And it tells a lot about my personality. So Uh, I chose the university that I ended up going to for college based on the percentage of students who were uh, given a job after college by the alumni association, meaning that the alumni were coming back and actually providing opportunities for people who went to that college. So at 17 years old, I was being such a weirdo calling alumni associations having the spreadsheet and being like, what percentage do you have your you know, students? Blah, blah, blah. First off, they were like, who are you? <laughs> Second off, the majority of universities didn't even have that number, which was telling. Next was the ones that did. I, those are the ones that I like deeply researched. And they were like A&M, Baylor, uh, University of Kansas, which is where I actually ended up going. The uh, Cal Berkeley and like a few others. Um, and so that number was important to me because my goal for college was not really to learn, which is like a thing, but my like thing for college was I want to get a job. So how do you get a job? You get internships, you, you know, are connected to people who have the opportunity to give you a job. And I saw that as the alumni specifically, right? Because when you have a, a direct connection with people, they're more likely to give you that opportunity, whether that's you both love to travel, you both have dogs, whatever. And so I knew that for me to see college as a success, I would have to have a job after college. And so that I knew that that meant less about my GPA and cool, I did well with this test. I mean, I was like decent in school, like the average, but I wasn't really focused on school. Like I went to classes, I did the things, guys. However, my like focus, focus was getting a job. And so how I chose to do that was through the percentage of students who were given jobs by alumni after college. Even at 17, you did your due diligence. So that already, that just tells us so many things about, you know, your attention to detail <laughs> and love yes. of spreadsheets very early on. <laughs> yes. Yes. That was definitely a thing. Wow. Okay. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> thank you for sharing that little tidbit with us, Jordan. And thank you so much for coming on to the, the Quiet Rebels podcast today. We so, so appreciate you. And I can't wait for more of us to really own our own VIP day. So thank you so much. Yes. Thank you so, so much for having me. And so my lovely, there we have it. So everything that we mentioned in today's interview will be popped into the show notes. So be sure to head for that link. And if you haven't done so already, I would so love it if you could subscribe to this podcast because that way you don't miss a single episode and another conscious conversation. And of course, if you feel cool too, I would so appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review because that really helps other quiet ripples find us. Ah, oh my goodness. Okay, another great episode. And so I will be back same place, same time next week for another episode of the Quiet Rebels podcast. So until then, my lovely, do take care and bye for now.